Hello, and welcome to Pedantic Head Wavio, the podcast that tries to explain fictional worlds using science. I'm Simon. And I'm Jeff. Jeff. Simon. What would I, like, I don't have an opener for this. I was going to do something um, with jazz. I I think I might have an opener. Okay. Give it to me. Lay it um, on me. Yeah, so you know how you've been dealing with that cold recently? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I heard there's this new drug that you inject directly into your eyeballs for that. Mm. Really? That sounds scary. Are there any side effects? Uh, well, I don't remember the episode well enough for all the side effects, but I think you start killing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's like, it's like when they have like the, the, the like prescription commercials that go through all the side effects and then it always ends with death. This is just always ends with <laughs> yeah. murderous intent. It's, you know, it's important to have all those side effects in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it can be used as a military weapon. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, yeah. You know the one. Yeah. Recently released uh, as a live action on Netflix. I have not finished it. Um, I have not started it. So, uh, but none of this will be a spoiler because we don't know what happens in it. <laughs> For the live action. Yeah. We do know what happens in the anime. Right. More or less. Yeah, more or less. I seem to have forgotten most of it. Uh, yeah, well, I think I've watched it more recently than Jeff. Yeah. And so that's why I'm remembering more of it. Um, we, we, I don't think we're going to spoil anything drastically for that. Because we're not really talking okay. about the... There's no really no parts where we're talking about <laughs> the plot. We're not talking about the plot. Yeah. The plot is, like, very loose. Yeah, I, I mean, the plot exists in there. It exists in there. You have to be dedicated to find it. Yeah. Until the last episode, and then you're like, oh! <laughs> this is where all that plot was hiding. <laughs> yeah! Look at all the plot I found. <laughs> also, listener, I will try and cut out all my snorts and coughs. Um, no promises. There's gonna be a lot. <laughs> well, we look forward to all those missed snorts and coughs. Yep, it's gonna be good. Normally it's Jeff who's the issue. Today it's me. Yeah, well, I mean, it still probably might be, but you'll yeah. be contributing this time. It's finally. not. It's luckily it's not springtime. In which case, we would both sound like old men who smoke, you know, twelve packs a day. Right. Uh, uh, so a brief overview of what Cowboy Bebop is. It is a mm -hmm. uh, uh, an anime whose style can best be described as like Afrofuturism. I think that's still probably the best yeah. I've heard. Um, mm -hmm. It's got a very cool kind of blend of like American jazz and like Japanese martial arts films. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. It is a it's a story about uh, a group of of three bounty hunters uh, mm -hmm. and just their 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 adventures. <laughs> it's uh, when, it's all those kooky adventures they get up to. Yeah, when we say that the plot is loose, I'm like like there is one episode where they drop a single vial of drugs. And that is supposed to some. That's supposed to connect it to the end of the of the uh, of the show, and it's like a single mm -hmm. vial, and it is like a single scene, and it's supposed to be like this big reveal, and like I totally missed it, <laughs> and all of us Americans missed it every time. Uh, yeah, I yeah. It's so it's such an innocuous scene that I don't even know what episodes it's in or what it's supposed to mean. I just I remember <laughs> it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like it's a series of I would describe it as like a series of vignettes, like a series of like short stories. Um, yeah, aside from that, like overarching plot that you get, that's more yeah. like really tied to the characters. Like each episode is like its own thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Each episode is pretty much standalone. You don't really need to know that much, but the, the uh, plot, the characters mm -hmm. help. Knowing the characters help the, the story, but. You'll pick it up pretty fast. They're they're very uh, like almost one dimensional. Mm. Um, or they that's all you only need to know. They're like one dimensionality to them. They're deeper than right. that. But mm -hmm. for every episode, you really only need to be like, oh, like Jet is just like a crotchety old man. You know, Spike Spiegel's just <laughs> Spike's kind of also a crotchety <laughs> young man. Yeah, he's a crotchety young man. Yeah, he's just kind of like a misanthrope. And Faye Valentine mm -hmm. is just like a kind of like a weird crotchety young woman. Yeah, a crotchety young woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's get started. 
in reference to Jeff's opener, uh, he was referring to a drug called Red Eye in the show. Uh, it's a fun drug that you you don't inject in your eye. You spray it in your eye? Yeah, I think it's sprayed. But inject is more fun to say. It's true. It's it's like a, and it's supposed to enhance your sensory perception, your reflexes, and your strength. Yeah, that is that all should help with a cold. I mean, or make it way worse. Because I mean, way to find out. Sensory perception seems like the last thing I want right now. If I could just like shut down <laughs> a couple of my senses, I'd be probably happy. Is there like an opposite of red eye? Blue eye. Blue eye? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows the opposite of red is blue. It's not green. <laughs> um, I mean, we both did go to the same place, <laughs> probably because red shift, blue shift. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, wavelength-wise, blue is opposite of red. Right. That's true. I didn't think of that. Anyway, uh, so what I want to know is, what is this drug? Why does mm-hmm. it need to be injected into the eye? And that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> um, hmm. Because, like, I'm thinking. I mean, where do we want to start? Oh, I think injecting. That's like the big thing about it. That's different. Is that it's in, it's injectable into the eye. Hmm. Um. I think this is a little crazy because this is a world where they still smoke regular cigarettes. Well, I mean, you know, the whole vaping craze ends sooner or later. Oh, yeah. We all go back to cigarettes. That's that's what it is. Uh, I mean, I would, I, I maybe I'd buy that. I would. I mean, I will, I will say this for the show. Um, if you are a drinker or a smoker, mm-hmm. uh, prepare yourself because there is no show that be. makes it look cooler. Maybe mad. Men. Yeah, yeah. But Cowboys would be right job. at home in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we should start with why does it need to be I applied. Do we think there's just, like, an ease of... Because, like, there's not a lot of... I guess there's some blood vessels in the eye. Yeah, that's the only thing I was thinking. Like, there's quicker access to it. Like, maybe... So it doesn't have to, like, go through, like, the nose or, like, an inhalation pathway? Yeah, well, even through, like, nose can be uptaken through, like... The blood vessels in your nose? Capillaries the (laughs) nose. Um... Uh, like, unless, like, the retinal nerve or something picks it all up somehow? Well, here's what I'm thinking. What if it has to, what if it's, like, really volatile, right? And so it's, like, got, like, a stabilizing agent in it. Mm-hmm. But the eye, it's less likely to get vaporized and brought to the inhalation pathways into the lungs. Uh, but it still has access to blood vessels. So I would say, like, maybe the only other way that you could inject it is, like... Okay. So, whatever it is, like, you know, when it mixes with, uh, man, what's the thing that lubricates eyes? Tears? When you're crying all the time. Yeah, those are tears. Um, like, yeah, it just mixes with that and then can be absorbed... Yeah, or like, or like, cause like it has like red eye effect. So maybe part of it is that like it, it has like a, a component of it that's like a vasodilator. dilator. So it dilates, mm-hmm. it dilates all the blood vessels in your eyes, so they can more readily mm-hmm. take things up. And then, and really, the reason you're not like injecting it because that's difficult to do, and you're not snorting it or breathing it in, is because it's so, uh, it's so volatile that it will enter your lungs and have to go a longer path through your through your lungs into your blood than if it would have just directly injected into your blood vessels. Right, That'd and presumably opinion. it's like you know with all the stuff that it does. Like, I mean, I can't think of any other application aside from like fighting people afterwards, right? Um. Uh, no, I can see this as being like, because if it's like enhanced sensory perception, maybe it was started as like, like a cure for like glaucoma. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I, it makes sense to me that it's like, you know, this is designed for like soldiers or something. And like, this is the quickest, easiest way to get it into the bloodstream because like they're not going to be able to shoot up in the battlefield yeah 
that makes sense. Or like even even if it's like a way to be like not like like uh like almost like a morphine drug. So like if someone's writhing on mm-hmm. the ground or something like that, it's easier to shoot something in their eyes than it is to inject them. Right. Like if they're in pain or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. What do, what do we think the like increase in physical strength? It's also durability. The one time we really see it used, the guy gets shot, I think, three times and just ignores it. I mean, is that just adrenaline? I mean, it might be. It could be. Like, it just causes massive release of adrenaline into the body? Well, yeah, I wonder. So, the the thing is, is that if we're assuming that the red eye effect is from vasodilation, Mm -hmm. adrenaline is a vasoconstrictor. So, the opposite of that. All right. Well, I mean, the, the medicine itself could include some sort of vasodilator, no? I guess it could just in the eye and everywhere else it's constricting. Yeah. Well, I mean, initially it would dilate and then, or it just has such a high dose of that dilator that it just like, pl- like pops you know, it overcomes. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That it just like, like pops the blood vessels in your eyes and then you're everywhere else. It's a vasoconstrictor. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And we're just doing it's just, it's just, just, yeah, it's just adrenaline. It's just an epinephrine, an epipen. Maybe it was started with like bee, bee steaks. And then they were like, oh, wait. It also, <laughs> this is also really good for fighting people. Yeah. Yeah. For, for doing stuff. Cool. Um, so the next thing we have is, so I, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the episode where the guy has the religion? Um, this already sounds like it's not Mushroom Samba, the only episode I remember. Okay, good, good. Mushroom <laughs> Samba is the one that they're stuck in the desert, right? And they end up eating magic mushrooms? Yep. Yep, okay. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's a very, I thought, a very kind of difficult to remember one. It's an episode where... There's a they're after a man who started a religion, mm-hmm. uh, and no one knows where he is. They just see a, him on the screen. But people from this religion keep dying, um, and so they they suspect him of murder. So Faye ends okay. up joining the religion, and then Spike follows her to save her, uh, and Jet joins to capture the bounty. And essentially, what it is is you they use this thing called scratch which is like a video game that essentially is like a vr headset that just okay. operates off your brain waves and they and the religion uses it to copy your brain waves into like a virtual space that you now live in and then it kills your body okay so this is just what meta is looking to do now that they've dropped the facebook name yeah now that they've dropped the facebook facade um <laughs> yes but what I want to know is analyzing brain, like creating a copy of someone's consciousness. Right. How that works. Uh, how like a VR headset works that it like doesn't have any controls. It operates just off brain waves. And then mm-hmm. there's also a third portion of it, which is it has like this pulse. This, it's just called a high frequency pulse that is mm-hmm. supposed to paralyze you. So I want to know how that works. Hmm. I mean, if it's would be able to read the brain waves then presumably if it's controlled through them yeah so but like i mean i don't know how that would translate to copying the person though i yeah this is the thing that i'm thinking like that they're not actually copying the person and that's just what the the cult is telling them uh, that could be completely possible i don't remember the episode well enough to remember if that's the case what Mm. i was thinking more What I was thinking is like, excuse me, like you can't like stick someone into an MRI and like be able to tell what they're thinking, right? There has to be a, like a... T- can you? Or, I mean, not necessarily what they're thinking, but you can see that they're thinking. what sections of the brain are lighting up and can, like you can make an inference. Huh. I mean, I think it would be pretty difficult to even be like, because like... When you move your hand versus your leg, your motor co- cortex lights up. But I don't know if it lights up in a specific way for your hand versus your leg. Yeah, and that's – I'm also not sure about that. Like, you know, you're listening to someone, so, like, language center lights up. Like, you're thinking of something, so, like, you know, where all your memories live lights up. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can really 
get like that fine detail. Yeah. At least at least not invasively. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is how does this like can we think of a way mm-hmm. where you could take just like the cursory electrical signals of the brain and somehow decode them to huh uh, yeah i mean what i'm thinking is maybe it's less like a functional copy of the person yeah. and more so like you know you're given some stimulus that you know everybody happens to have like a unique response to or something yeah or, and like yeah. they're just saying that like this is you and people who buy into the cult like oh okay so then i won't need like you know my meat body yeah because they have that you know mind brain fingerprint no that makes sense that makes sense to me like it's not it's it's essentially you've created a an artificial intelligence that thinks it is a person's consciousness i don't even know if it necessarily goes that far like i don't know if that's like a functional like thing in any way necessarily what do you mean like the way i was thinking of it is like you know back when i was saying you're given some like sensory like yeah and you know every person responds to it like in a unique way like they have their own unique like brain pattern in response to that yeah yeah or, and it's or, like that unique like fingerprint essentially is they're just sold like this is you know the essence of you that makes you unique or whatever so we're going to just save that upload it and then you'll be living in the internet but that's just like it's not actually a functional it's not you it doesn't think ah gotcha gotcha yeah 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 so it's just like that's the evidence they use to be like oh look you live in the internet now right it's just be like okay yeah no i like that i think that's a good idea but it, it, it is like a functional video game so, how do you mean oh, uh, like, oh so you would still be able to like interact with like the people that had died uh, not maybe not necessarily that, but you could still play it. Like that's the thing about it is that it starts off as a video game, and the cult takes it and uses it for this purpose. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, they can just use that to send whatever, like you know, sensory input they need to get that unique response. Huh. Okay, that makes sense to me. What I was gonna say is that if they could paralyze people, maybe it's like sleep paralysis, but hmm. Where, like, you can experience sensations and, like, try and move, but you're essentially just hallucinating. But I like your idea I mean, I better. can... Yeah, like, I don't know. To me, my idea makes sense, but your idea is more interesting to play with. <laughs> no, I, I like your idea as, like, they're, like, just selling them kind of a, like this cop-out lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the actual video game section of it... Maybe what they're doing is they're once they're paralyzing, like they're they're I said they're doing like a like a neural block, and then mm-hmm. what they're doing is is essentially redirecting the motor cortex, like the the, mm-hmm. the motor neurons, and being like, okay, where is this going? Where where would it go? And that is what we're going to fire in the game. So like okay. you're essentially oh, paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. You think your your body is paralyzed, but your like avatar mm-hmm. is not. So your body doesn't have that kind of weird feedback during sleep paralysis because mm-hmm. it thinks it's still functioning. Everything's still working. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that bit. Okay, cool. And, and now it just plays into the cult thing where they're like, well, now that you're paralyzed, we can take advantage of you and all your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cool. I think, we've, I think we figured it out. Yeah. Uh, Astral Gate. Yep. FTL travel is always easiest for us. Always easy. So they have something called hyperspace, which is a type of yep. space in which ships can travel faster than light. Um, there's that. <laughs> yep. Um, but they're like discrete, like Points. lanes, right? Yeah, yeah. And like it's it's it is more like a wormhole than mm-hmm. anything else. I think. But now that it's fire, yeah. there's a wormhole. 
Right. Well, I mean, maybe as violent as a wormhole for, I think, probably the next point you're going to bring up. Which is what? When people get stuck inside of it, they can't get out? Uh, well, I think the sunstones or whatever oh, yeah. is a result from like one of the gates breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, don't just a little a little teaser for fifteen minutes from now. Aha, a little a little amuse bouche. <laughs> uh, yeah. So FTL. Well, mm-hmm. kind of the best explanation for FTL is like a fourth dimensional travel. Um, well, fourth dimensional travel is just travel. I'm sorry, I meant fifth dimensional travel. There you go. Uh, you're right. But, uh, so what if we did this? I think that this is interesting and something that we have never kind of had an idea for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never seen it done, and I don't know how it would work. What if What if instead of going up in dimensions, they mm-hmm. went down in dimensions? Okay, so it's like a, a minus one dimensional travel? Yeah, yeah. And so like you have like this essentially fourth dimensionless box uh, that you can like a packet that can somehow move like can somehow be like re-put into fourth dimension once it gets to its destination once it gets to its third dimensional point so it feels like no or very little time has passed for you i think that hmm, yeah the difficulty with that is like no you can still yeah like do your own thing during that and like you can like speed up and slow down that travel too can't you yeah so what if it's like what if it's like a uh, a minus one dimensional travel, but you've like maintained a bubble of fourth dimensional travel? How would that work? So like a little bit of time passes for you, <laughs> but not a, all the um, time. I also don't know how yeah. you would travel in the third dimension without the fourth dimension. <laughs> right. Well, and even then, like like you said, there's some like bubble of the fourth dimension so like you can still affect matter and everything around you um yeah i don't (sighs) ftl's hard what if you get compressed flat right in the second dimension and then they use the third dimension in the second dimension Uh to put you where they need you to go so they turn you into a two-dimensional object with no depth and then they essentially pop you out of that like a flat disc and they place you where you need to go. Meanwhile, here's the here's the thing, okay? Uh-huh. Ooh, no, I have an idea. Okay. Okay. I think before you get deeper into it, I'm pretty sure there's episodes where Spike like is just in hyperspace and it's just like real space except it's like a tunnel that you have to fly through. Yes. I've and got like it. all other dimensionality exists in it. It's just a constricted tunnel oh. that you can't leave. Man, I had a really cool idea. Well, okay, never mind then. Let me think. Uh man, FTL is hard. Yeah, it really is. Um, can it just be a wormhole and like the actual physical gate like does something it's just that like a mitigates the worst the gravitational effects? Yeah, probably. How about that? That sounds good. What if what if it's like uh well I mean so the thing I'm thinking is what if it's like a wormhole, okay? Mm-hmm. But like essentially what the gate is doing is like uh supplying a, f- a like a stabilization field for it. So it's okay. so it's like so to make a wormhole you need to have like negative mass essentially. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that negative mass would normally like rip a hole in the universe. But if you're applying, like, a gravitational field to it, so that, Mm -hmm. like, it's essentially combating the, like, negative gravitational field from propagating outwards. Kind of like having, like, uh, a negative magnetic pole stabilized by a circle of positive magnetic poles to make sure its effects are not felt. It it essentially becomes neutral outside of the field, but it is very positive inside the field, or very strong inside the field. Yeah, and that makes sense to me because what what's it called in universe like the Jupiter incident or something? Uh, uh Io incident. Io, it's the no, it's the Luna. It's the, it's Earth. It's uh, uh I don't remember. Red eye, red eye. Uh, I mean, astral gate. Uh, the astral gate accident. 
was an incident. Yeah. It's from a year from now. Hey. Hey, you can look forward to that. Uh, man, it's a shame that instead of all this space travel, we only have space junk that will encapsulate our planet and make it impossible to leave. Kind of similar to this. collapsing environment. Yep. Yay. Anyway, so yeah. Because when those astral gates, like, break down, like, it's catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would assume, and this kind of goes into, so, this, excuse me, the sunstone idea, where Mm -hmm. it's this, it's the matter that is interacted with this, like, negative mass gate, right? So, it's like the... Yeah. It is a, it is a substance of which there is, like, the same amount of material... But mm-hmm. it has less mass than it should. It is somehow had like a, uh, like it's not like a Bose eye. Like it's essentially here. Uh, let me think. It's kind of difficult to think about because the way I'm thinking about it is like it's as if you had like like a couple of electrons, like mm-hmm. say like three electrons, but instead of having a charge of three, they had a charge of one because coupled with them are like a bunch of po- protons. So I guess that kind of makes sense, right? It's like mm, if you've like I don't know if that makes sense. If you have positive mass particles, right? Okay. And then once this like wave propagates out because the destruction of the gate, it propagates out, and what it does is it it penetrates matter with these negative mass um, particles, so that you essentially have like an like an object that is. They got the same energy in terms of its like physical amount, but mm-hmm. it has less mass. Okay, and is I mean, I guess is that like the only description of like the properties of whatever sunstone was uh, it? Uh, it I've just, forgotten already. So the the description I have for sunstones is that it's a piece of the moon. Uh, it is be- believed that spatial fluctuations were absorbed in the zones. Further, that the energy can be released and amplified by the sun. Um, hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe the energy that's held within the sunstones because they don't seem particularly practical for any other purpose. Um, like other than just energy. Like yeah. Storing it. Yeah, but maybe that's exactly what it is. Like they're stored energy. So as you separate out these like positive mass particles and negative mass particles, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's like a like a point in time where they pull together. And then a point in time where they like release, like it's essentially like it's like nuclear fusion, but in particle okay. form. Okay, or maybe hmm. fission. Sorry, nuclear fission. I'm thinking because it's a result of that astral gate incident. Um, if there's some kind of like quantum entanglement that happened in there somewhere, ah, uh, like what? It's, I don't know, like some kind. Um, like hmm. As in, so the thing is, is that that if something if it's quantumly entangled, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the the effect on the um, rock would affect something else further away. So you could create energy from them, but they would the energy would be created at a different and point. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Where it would be reciprocal, like when it gets that energy input, the other point like outputs energy. Which, like, wherever that is, has feedback at, like, 2x or something. Oh. So it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, or if it's you, if you found, if you've entangled it in, like, more than one way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, like, like, thermal energy goes to, like, something else. And then that ups the kinetic energy. And then mm-hmm. the kinetic energy that's stored inside of the um, rock essentially goes up. And that you can harvest. So it's like when you put it into the sun, it warms up. It's like a feedback mm-hmm. effect with the, yeah. No, I like that. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And essentially, you just need a, like a ratio between the, the entanglement you put on that initial thermal energy and then the mm-hmm. entanglement you put on the kinetic energy. And now you have something that will amplify that initial energy source. Yeah. Huh. I like it. I don't think, I think it breaks a couple of laws of physics, but... You know, oh okay. yeah, it definitely does. One hundred percent. Well, it might also work where like it loses mass from wherever it's from the other object. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, ultimately, all you're doing is converting mass 
into energy. Mass from somewhere else that you don't know where it is but into energy that is yeah. in your hands. Yeah, but you've done it in a way where it's like there's got feedback to it. So it's just once you mm-hmm. change the object in your hand, it becomes more energetic. Right. That makes sense to me, at least. I don't know about Yeah, I think we can bend physics enough to make that work, right? I, yeah, yeah. We can we can create whatever phys- physics we want for this world. It works in this world. <laughs> Maybe not in our world. Uh, cool. So let's make a little bit of a jump and do, uh, let's do Ein. Let's do Ein. Everyone's favorite corgi. Everyone's favorite corgi. So this is a... Unless you have a corgi. And he's your second favorite corgi. Yeah, he's, yeah. Or, I mean, depending on the number of corgis you have, you might have two or three. Well, we'll have to ask the queen who her second favorite corgi who, is. Who her second favorite corgi is. Uh, but he is a, uh, yeah, a corgi who is accidentally picked up by the crew, uh, mm-hmm. un- not knowing that he has been genetically modified to be hyper-intelligent. Um, so we've dealt with this before, like, how do you make animals more intelligent? Just scoop out their brains and put computers in there. Scoop out their brains and, but, okay. Easy peasy. Um, I feel like brains are better than computers. Like. Yes, correct. If, yeah, like, if you, you need, if you have a computer in there, okay. Mm -hmm. You're gonna need cooling for it. You're gonna need. That's what all the blood's for. The, so the blood is the coolant for this computer. Yes. It's a liquid-cooled computer. Exactly. Okay. What is its power source? Kibble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? You got me there, man. You got me there. <laughs> so we think that this dog has just got a robot brain? Uh, well, Part maybe robot brain? robot brain. But yeah, like you said, uh, brain's just superior to computers. I, I very much think I very very much I hold that true. Um, until we just create a computer that's a brain, and then well, then I guess we're equal. Um, what if it's like, just, yeah? Well, you do you. Well, so I'm, I'm just gonna have more silly nonsense. Well, how about we do silly nonsense first? All right. Well, maybe you just like teach it real good. Tack on a, a like a coprocessor on the brain, like an organizational thing. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's what's wrong with dogs. Maybe that's why dogs are so stupid. They just don't have organization <laughs> in their brains. That's simple as that. Yeah, I would say like I like that. Like what if what if you adjust the biology of a dog's brain? In in what mm-hmm. way could you adjust? Like what's the what can you get rid of? I seems to be complete like maybe you get rid of just like like sex organs and sex drives. Does that free up enough space in the brain? I feel like it would help me out a lot. <laughs> um, I don't like what. I don't know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, if instead of like adding something onto a brain, right? What can you get rid of okay. in a brain? Like what? What RAM can you free up in a brain? Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. So um, like, like sex drives, a one that can go. Because I mean, I don't know. It only helps with the propagation of a species. It doesn't really help with the individual. Right. Um, maybe it's like, uh, I don't know. What's other stuff you don't need? Uh, well, I mean, you, you need most of it. Yeah. Um, you're just freeing up the sex drive, frees up that much RAM in a dog brain. In a dog brain. What if you gave him more brains? Like, what if you just a mush him in there? Oh, I was thinking more like, what if he has a brain in his butt? Like the like the corgis are known for their, you know, voluptuous dog butts. Yeah, they're they're round round sitters. Is that what they're called? <laughs> a sitter? Yeah, a sitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. Because um, that's all I can think of, apart from like just jamming a brain into a, another brain. Right, that would be silly. What if it's like this? Mm-hmm. What if what they do is like, like a like you know how they do like oh or maybe there's like um, what's the term? It's not like secondary brains, but like, like different I, centers for like nervous system stuff. Yeah. Like instead of the brain needing to deal with stuff that the legs would deal with, there's just like a little sub brain that deals with it. Yeah, yeah. It just like it, it is like uh, I that's one of the things I was thinking of. Yeah, is that it like. 
uh, what's the word? Delegates. There's a lot of delegation that goes on. Yes. They're kind of like mm-hmm. an octopus. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that that's a good idea. The only other thing I could come up with was that maybe they did like like a single grain grown crystal, like where they like give it a seed and it mm-hmm. grows with the seed. So maybe it's just like a very well organized brain that they control the organization for. Um, mm. But I like your idea better. This I think has lots of little brains hidden throughout. Yeah, they just like that. Essentially, like do a single task and mm-hmm. all the all the like four brain needs to do is send them like a very short like oh this is all i need to do react to this yeah like it sends it the command and then like the little brains for his little little toe beans have like all the instructions on how to do the command yeah yeah it's like uh it's all what we're dealing with right now is like compression algorithms yeah. essentially yeah cool i like that yeah um how about well one thing we actually could probably conquer right now is artificial gravity because if we have wormholes hmm. certainly mm-hmm. we could have artificial gravity and they do yeah, for sure on their ship do we think it is like just like the manipulation of, of gravitational fields which would imply that somehow they have like a negative gravitational field i would think hmm like, that's what would make sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can just have a positive gravitational field. I don't know. I don't know how to make it work. Like, hmm. Right? It's um, very difficult. Like, what I'm, what I'm trying to think through is, like, if there's something that makes, like, you know, a lot of mass or something that's just super energetically expensive. But here's the thing with that, is that it would also require your ship to push that hugely massive object. Right. So you need something where your ship doesn't need to push it, right? Because, like... Or maybe it's just, like, a high-frequency switch or something, where, like, you know, it turns off while the engines thrust. Yeah, and and then... It just, like, pulses super fast, so, like... It's hard to like detect it as a human. I I like that idea, um, especially because like, essentially, if you get it to pulse fast enough, yeah, like because gravity doesn't immediately stop, mm-hmm. it it will because like, that has to move at the speed of light. So it's just in like a like an opposite frequency from your engine pulse. Mm-hmm. So you have like a like a sinker between your gravity and your engines. Right. I like that. And it's just something that just, like, generates a lot of mass. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe it's, like, it is your engines. Like, it's just got a lot of energy that's just being compressed. So, it's like a, it's like a diversion valve. Oh, okay. Like, one yeah. side, it pushes you, and the other one, it just gets compressed. And then pushes and mm-hmm. compresses, pushes and compresses. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like it, too. I think that's a good idea. The smart thinking. Yeah. Between the two of us, we got a whole idea. Yeah, a whole idea. So here we go. I think this is going to be our last one, because I'm pretty out of it right now. Um, it's all that Robitussin you've been drinking. I haven't got. I haven't done any Robitussin, but talking for this loud oh, has That's a been, shame. I, I really hate Robitussin. Uh, I hate a lot of cold medicines. They just they make me feel worse than the cold itself. Huh. Um, I really don't like feeling like dissociative or like floaty. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I here's the here's the thing. So there's an episode where they have this intruder on the on the ship. They don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out, and I guess this is a spoiler for this single episode. <laughs> right. It, it is a rare Ganymede rock lobster uh, that, when it was stored in the fridge for a year, grew fungus which became sentient and tried to kill everyone on the ship. Um, okay. So I kind of want to know what what uh, what what fungus what's going on here? How's has this working? <laughs> so like is it just the fungus or is the fungus like animating the rock lobster? I think it's just the fungus, but we can okay. animate the rock lobster. It's not, it's not, uh, I, like I'm resistant to having it animate the rock lobster. Cause then that's just my go to cordyceps answer. It's true. Um, which I love cause it's terrifying. 
but Sick I feel like I do that too much. I do too. Man, you're just you're just you know you can't teach an old dog new trips tricks. That's true. I'm probably the oldest dog you know. Uh almost certainly. I don't know anyone else who's been around since before the creation of the universe, so I'm gonna say yes. But you never know. Yeah, that's fair. There might be a couple more out there. Who knows? Uh you guys hide it very well. Apart from the fact that this is a public broadcast. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the trick though, is people don't believe you when you tell them. Oh. So it's it's fine. You can get away with it. Oh, uh, like like Cassandra. Yes, just like Cassandra from Greek myth. You know, you you picked that up for quickly. I did not. I had to have Cassandra described to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, do we think it's like a uh, slime mold? Or do we think it's like... I, like, it would have to be a slime mold, because it's like ambulating, right? I think it's I think it's this, okay? I think it is a, uh, a rapidly reproducing mold, right? And because mm-hmm. it's so rapidly reproducing... It, it mm-hmm. creates these like genetic, um, like it it evolves quickly. So mm-hmm. I think once it consumes the rock lobster, it it's only the the only the like the evolutionary pressure is on it to like move. So it like mm-hmm. slowly develops ambulation. Oh yeah, because there wouldn't necessarily like it wouldn't have a lot to survive off of, so it would have to move. Yeah. And so maybe what's causing it to move is, like, the rapid generation and death of, like, individual cells that kind of, like, grow behind it and die in front of it. And then it get reabsorbed, mm-hmm. recreated into cells, and just has to constantly consume, which is why it's trying to kill all the members of the crew, because it sees them as just these really high-energy meals. Yeah, well, you know, which is what people are. Yeah, I mean, for a bear, sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, I like that. I feel like, didn't it have a poison or something? It did. So it just, it it knocks Jet unconscious. Um, and then it's just a, uh, the poison is just a foreign poison. The, the computer doesn't know what the poison is. Which would make sense, because it's a poison that's literally just evolved. Yeah, it's just some novel thing. Yeah. And that makes sense that it, it might just be that, um, you know, it, 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 it's such a rapidly producing creature mm-hmm. that when you breathe in the spores to it, your body just doesn't know how to react to it. And it can react almost as fast as your body does. Your body just kind of shuts down. Okay. It's just like it, like a, like a immune is uh, immune system overload. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, at least that's what I think. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, just going to like anaphylactic shock or something. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's like the most foreign body. Right. Yeah, it's got it's you you have no resistances to it, and it's just trying to mm-hmm. eat you from the inside out. So your body just is like, well, we got to put all of our energy towards killing this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, there is the thing that, how do you do, like, a non-invasive poison detection? How do you mean? Well, so, like, Jet is unconscious. Spike scans mm-hmm. scans him and then finds out that he has got this poison in him. But that means that he is... Okay, so what what does the scan look like? Like, is it just a handheld thing I, that they hold over him? Uh, essentially, yeah. It's just like a computer that, that scans him. Hmm. I mean, how future tech are we expecting the computer? Because maybe it would be able to get, like, you know, a read off of the immune system and, like... And maybe, maybe it's just, close like... Close to the skin surface or something. So it's, like, it's kind of like that it... Because Jet is is the owner of the ship and is on the ship so much, it knows his responses to, like, various stimuli. And so... Well, not even necessarily that, but it reads, like, you know, it has higher, like immune cells in the blood or something mm. i mean that just seems like so that's very like, difficult to do without going inside because like you always have immune system in you. like your immune system is always active. yeah but you, and that's where i'm thinking like i don't know how future tech the computers and stuff necessarily would be to like would it be able to get a read on blood like overall composition through the skin 
Huh. I mean, I think it's possible. Assuming that, like, if you have, like, a fine-tune enough, essentially, like, laser, like a wavelength generator, yeah. you can see what's getting absorbed and reflected by the blood in, like, a very mm-hmm. narrow band and be able to gauge it against what you know it should be and see what the changes are. Right. And be like, oh, this is, you know, due to increased histamines or something like that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he has a poison, but it's not a poison I've seen before. That makes sense. So maybe it can't identify any poisons. It could just be like, oh, he's been poisoned. Mm-hmm. I like it. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes me. sense. Yeah. Look at that. We're inventing stuff all the time. <laughs> Wormholes. Please give gear. us money to invent things for you. Yeah. We'll invent them. You will have to do all the heavy lifting, though. Yeah. We We're don't ideas know, guys. Yeah, we don't know how this stuff works. We're purely ideas guys. Cool. Well, I I am going to go to sleep again. But That's fair, and I'm a little jealous. Yeah, you should be. I mean, you can go to sleep. It's pretty late for you. Eh, I mean, I had a whole ten hours of sleep last night, so I Ooh, that won't nice. be sleeping until tomorrow. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh, but that's our show. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, yeah, we enjoyed having you. Yeah, be sure to like and subscribe to us on whatever your podcasting app is that you're using. Or leave a review of us. Uh, people can find us that way. And no yeah. one really knows what reviews do, but we like seeing them. Uh, <laughs> Just makes us feel good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fills our bellies with a warm feeling. Like mm-hmm. like when you're like kind of sick and you've got the chills and you're eating chicken noodle soup. That's what it feels like. You know that yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even yeah. even the negative comments from even, the Flat yeah. Earthers. Yeah, even the negative comments from Flat Earthers. We love it all. We mm-hmm. love feedback. We've, we've we have we've changed our shows just getting those negative feedback comments. Um, <laughs> now uh, we make fun of flat earthers yeah, more often. Probably not in the direction that they wanted us to make it, but we, at least we responded to them in a way. Yeah, we definitely did. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, we have a website. Uh, it's not cowboybebop.com. No, uh, Pedantocandwavium.com is what had, it is. If we had gotten that URL, man. Well, let me check. No, that's not how you check it. Anyway, well, Jeff's checking. We're also on Twitter at Um And you can also contact us either through our website or which gives us your emails. Gives us. Sorry, it gives you our emails, not us your emails. It's not how websites work. Uh, <laughs> or you can you can you know write to us on Twitter um, or tweeted us. That's what people do. Tweeted us at Twitter. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Joe Sobchak for our theme music. Uh, and we're on YouTube as well. I believe most of our stuff is uploaded. I think I have to finish off publishing a couple of stuff, but most of our stuff is up there. And will be, and even if this show dies. Um, <laughs> it will live on forever. It'll live on forever in the annals of the internet until YouTube goes down or YouTube kills all of its small-time viewers. Um, it's hard to say. It'll, it'll live on in my hard drive. So if, if we <laughs> die and YouTube goes down, hack my computer or my Google Drive and you'll find all mm-hmm. our episodes. Anyway, did you find out if uh, CowboyBebop.com is available? Uh, CowboyBebop.com is not, but we can get CowboyBebop.net for $900 plus $12 a year. Wow. I mean, that's CowboyBebop.info for $12 a year. I mean, actually, I would do CowboyBebop.info over CowboyBebop.net. CowboyBebop.email. Dot email. Cowboybebop.church. That's bizarre. Gonna make a religion where we steal people's brains. Well, I mean, now we're not because we just announced it on a podcast. Mm. I didn't know what you're thinking. You could just eliminate that during uh, the editing process. Listen, well, I already, in fact, you can't. Well, I also already have to edit out a cuss word, so there is a very small <laughs> chance that I'm going to edit this far into the episode. Cool. Uh, Cowboybebop.pizza. I mean, if that's the one to get. That one's also $60 a year. Oh, boy. That is. Wow. Dot pizzas are expensive. 
I guess. Un- unlike um, the food stuff that they are named after, they are very expensive. Uh, I feel like cowboy yeah. people. Like every dot pizza should be like you know a dollar come with a year. its own free pizza. If it's going to yeah. cost sixty dollars a year, you yeah. also get a free pizza mo- each month. Yeah, or or it should be like like a dollar twenty per year, and you also get like a two liter bottle of soda or something like that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to us. Uh, what did yeah. we learn this episode? Well, um, sometimes science betrays us; it ends up destroying half the moon and uh, four point five billion people. So maybe let's there you have it, people. Let's chill it. Let's just chill a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Relax with those crazy moon experiments. Yeah, I mean, take the vaccine, but moon experiments, maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so I think that's it. Yeah. you have any new new projects you want to announce? <laughs> I do not. Uh, I, not, I am, not ready yet. I got no, it, I got it. I'm always not ready, because no one's <laughs> doing anything. There's still a pandemic mm-hmm. on, and so everyone I know is still like, well, I got things to do. And I'm like, well, great. <laughs> I'm still quarantining. Everyone says that we know. Um, And with that, we love you. And we would love for you to get vaccinated and not infect other people. Yeah, it's real nice. Catch you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Catch you on the flip-flop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. (laughs) 